everyone, and welcome to another Hungover Podcast. That's right, we're making it a habit again, even though I was late to the recording this morning because I struggle sometimes with reading texts and understanding time differences. <laughs> That's me, I'm Yvonne, the other host, Julian, and we're going to be jumping right into the topic of the show because that's what we do now, but only through editing. <laughs> We're going to be talking about uh, self-driving cars, and are they wa- are they the way of the future? Let's have the topic of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's hop in our Waymos and just fucking figure it out from there, man. This is Auto Cruising Podcast. Don't even look at the, <laughs> the dashboard. As smooth as <laughs> butter, this ride. <laughs> Yvonne, self-driving cars are here, whether we like it or not. What, yes. what say you, Yvonne? Are you going to get one? Are you going to... Or do you uh, think... Why would I need to get one? I think this is more it. like a, a bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... We wanted to talk a little bit about self-driving cars as the technology is really significantly advanced in the past two to three years, I would say. So much so that they're actually on the road and Elon Musk is making cars that have a self-driving feature in them. Um, And I, for one, I know it's a really complicated and multifaceted topic to talk about, but I, for one... I'm going to come out and say it. I can't wait for self-driving cars to be uh, all over the roads. And I'm really excited for them. I think it's it's when the technology is there, you know, I think it's, it's not going to be an intrusive thing. I think it can only make our lives really easier, much easier and, and safer and and really exciting to you know go on a road trip you just like lay down in your car or whatever and let the car take care of everything so i am really excited for self-driving cars but i know that there is a huge controversy over them specifically the u.s is probing autopilot problems on 765,000 tesla vehicles so tesla seems to be the first I know it's a luxury car, but um, but it seems to be under fire here, um, as they're really one of the first, if not the first, uh, big car company um, that is really putting out any sort of self-driving, like complete. I think completely self-driving feature, right, in their cars. So clearly, they're gonna be the first ones under fire any sort of hiccup at all in their their uh their automation is going to be under fire and and investigated to all hell um but rightfully so i think so you know because because there has to be some sort of regulation in place if we're going to um actually implement a some any sort of self-driving technology so upon what say you? What where where do you land on on self-driving cars and and what do you want to talk about specifically with self-driving cars? So, uh so let's start it off by saying no matter how good of a driver you think you are, 
over the course of your lifetime, the best self-driving car is going to be better than your ability to drive yeah. in terms of maintaining safety. However, what I will say about this is there are uh, unknown or undervalued repercussions of switching the dynamic of who has more danger associated with them. How I mean, so Malcolm Gladwell did a, an excellent podcast investigation on uh, self-driving cars. He went to also ride on the Waymo. And then he focused on not the, the driving experience, but he focused on what would be the result if self-driving cars are the majority of or exclusive way of transporting. Mm-hmm. And the idea there is, like, if you talk to people who bike a lot, for instance, both of us have been on bikes and gotten absolutely hit by a car. Right, yeah. <laughs> now, some of that, in my case, there's, you know, blame goes both ways. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it was the case in your case, but... Um, no, it's in New York City. There's no way. <laughs> no way it was my fault. But the there's just like a lot of thing, a lot of moments that will come into play that I think we are undervaluing because we're only focused on the car driving aspect of it, as opposed to um, pedestrians, for instance, will now be able to just do whatever they want, and self-driving cars will do everything that they can to not hit a pedestrian, meaning that you could cause a traffic jam by like doing the thing where you wait on the side of the road or in the middle of the road for the car yeah. to come by. Uh, so pedestrians are going to be the crazy new people as opposed to the cars. Yeah, that's the thing, right? The One of the huge um, pushes for, for, for the introduction of a completely self-automated road system is that there would be no traffic. Um, and it totally makes sense that um, the reason why there is traffic is because of human, uh, because of humans, right? There's either an accident on the road or someone swerved across a lane or something and, and slowed everyone down. And that, that compiles behind them like a mile down the road. Right. Uh, So, so I totally see that the only reason a traffic jam would happen in the reality like the the future in which there's a completely self-automated road system highway system is that a human decided to take take control of the car or wanted to change their route on their car like just abruptly and that that would end up causing a a a road ramp a road a roadblock or something like that uh and slow down traffic but ideally you know, like you were saying, going back to how no matter how good of a driver you think you are, the self-driving car is always going to be better. That's because they collectively, because it's one central AI that's just, you know, or at least in the case of, of Waymo, which is a, a self-driving car company, I I don't know if they're actually implementing their cars right now or if it's all in concept i know they actually have 
a fleet of cars that have these ridiculous camera systems on them. They have like 300 cameras on each car, <laughs> which is cool. I like it. But um, <laughs> they they collect data from each car. And so collectively, this AI system that is updated in each car it's the same system has way more experience driving than you will ever be able to obtain just collectively because they've sent these cars out on thousands of hours of driving uh driving courses and and routes throughout the world or or wherever they operate i think it's just in america right now um and so i think it's in like uh, new mexico isn't it i think it's Mm. just in it's in new mexico or or arizona or somewhere around there arizona it's in arizona yeah Yeah, that's right um and so they have thousands of hours just collectively so i i when it was explained to me that way i totally got on board with um with self-driving cars there's no way um that you'll ever be able to be a better driver than the self-driving car and in fact a lot of the cases in which in which self-driving cars have resulted in crashes are because of humans um not doing something it, it are because a human decided to take control of the car as opposed to just letting it do its thing so oh and i'm not saying obviously the us government has uh, other <laughs> other opinions and i'm sure they're rightfully so with the tesla cases but i'm saying specifically in in waymo um in in all of their cases uh they they uh, they say they have billions of miles of simulation and millions of miles of public roads um they they are saying that that all the crashes that have resulted from their cars are because a human took over um so I am totally behind the idea of a totally self-automated highway, but I'm not entirely sure, as neither is the U.S. government, that it, the technology is there yet. Um, it looks like because Tesla allows you to drive both drive your car and turn on the self-automated feature... And also, not everyone on the highway is a self-driving car, has a self-driving car. Um, that because we're in this inter intersectional time in which there's both human drivers and self-driving cars, that there will be more accidents related to these situations. Especially if, if you think that your Tesla can just drive you wherever you want by itself yeah. and you can just like fucking jack off in the car or whatever i don't, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure someone said <laughs> uh, well i remember the yeah. the way back what uh or the so the veritasium right video yeah. where it was like you're not fully automated and you can go to work in the car everybody from google is this almost old... immediately yeah exactly right it was like parker the <laughs> car's driving itself <laughs> started sleeping in the car yeah yeah uh, what oh what was it i i watched his video about waymo and and it it only takes about like two to three 
or five to ten minutes before you just sort of surrender all control to the car you're not like freaking out that the car's driving once it it pulls like a, a merging onto the highway or something you're like all right this thing knows what it's doing <laughs> and so you you just sort of let it do its thing and you sort of start forget you start it uh you forget that you're even in a car that's driving itself um so that's sort of the how people operate when it comes to being in a self-driving car for the first time i i'm sure i would freak out too it's kind of crazy that the the steering wheel just turns by itself i think that's gonna be <laughs> like that's like a, a headless horseman or something right it's, it it looks really <laughs> weird whenever i've seen footage of the steering wheel just turning itself or or rather it's like the um you know those pianos that can play themselves yeah. like it still has to push the key down uh in order to play it it looks really weird um uh, <laughs> it's like a little ghost playing the piano. Yeah, right? It's super weird. Or there's like a ghost driving the car. It's funny that they still have these these manual inputs that um that you know, that actually control the car as opposed to it being able to just turn the the wheels itself, you know, without turning the actual wheel. So I I don't know, I just always find that funny visually. But Yvonne, it's what? What do you? I don't know. I haven't read too much about this. This U.S. investigation, U.S. government investigation of Tesla. But what? What do you think about Teslas and and uh, what's going on with, with Elon Musk right now? He's he's going to make a robot that's slower than the Boston <laughs> Dynamics robots. <laughs> that's what I say. Don't worry, you'll be able to outrun it. It's fine. So, the add-on kit sold up for up to $10,000 of the self-driving he's getting investigated to. Okay. So, there are... I think the biggest issue is that the full self-driving aspect, I don't think, has, is full self-driving, right? And uh, on a Tesla. Not, on a Tesla, not exactly. Yet. Yeah, you're supposed to monitor the wheel. Yeah. So least. there's there's uh, different levels of engagement from these people uh, that I think are going to guide like what the critics and the investigation is going to be focused on in terms of Tesla's claims versus the actualities and the safety thereof. So if you remember way back when it was like um, Tesla, and I think it was in Houston, there was a Tesla that couldn't understand a full white shine in heavy sunlight uh, truck, like a semi truck, mm -hmm. and it caused a crash, which I believe uh, produced fatalities. Um, and that was the initial adoption cycle of the assisted or full self-driving. And I think at that point, it was like the idea that you needed to be a lot more hands-on in terms of the guidance. I think, for me, the big difference between like a Waymo and a Tesla is that the Waymo has way more focus on being a self-driving car. Right. And the Tesla at the moment has way more focus on being a car that can help you relax. Mm -hmm. um, 
and 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 that relaxation is a luxury item as opposed to being the full central function. I think of Waymo as uh, it's going to improve different aspects of life, but I think of it of it more as like a public transport system, like a new bus or right. a new taxi that is going to be cheaper because we wouldn't have to pay for people to be in the vehicles versus right. uh, what the Tesla system is, which is lazy people being lazy um, or people attempting to take their, their take the quotidian of the commute, which they've set up for themselves based on the, the urban sprawling bullshit. Um, so... I would love to see it go more towards a public service in the style of like, now we can reduce the amount of cars that are on the road kind of thing, you know, whereas um, even with, you don't I think need with three cars for your family, you only need a Waymo subscription. <laughs> yeah, right? I think yeah. that that could be a way to improve kind of uh, a public transportation system through a private corporation. Now, does that lock people out? Yes. Would we be able to adopt uh, Waymo into buses and therefore eliminate city bus driver positions? Possibly. But so then there's the trade-off. There's always that trade-off when you're adopting technology. This is why the Luddites existed um, in terms of uh, breaking machinery down is <clears throat> as we adopt these into a variety of different places, the luxury item is not going to be replacing uh, a position, more or less. I mean, some lots of luxury people have drivers, but I yeah. think this is a upper middle and uh, like centralized item, right? Where they don't have a driver, but they want the assistance in driving. Whereas on the lower end, this adaptation will squeeze out more jobs from workers on the lower scale of the socioeconomic uh, scale, and it's it's providing this it's part of the cyclical uh technological adaptation where people at the top um they quote unquote can't be replaced although i'm pretty sure that we could design a great algorithm that could trade stocks and 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 push everything uh the same way that they just listen to the data and then interpolate the data in some cases um if all you're doing is interpolating data, a computer program can do that better than you, is all I'm yeah. saying. So some CEOs are fucking bullshit. <laughs> uh, at the bottom, a lot of jobs are going to be continuously be squeezed out by the uh, adoption of technology that will push them further and further and further away from being able to maintain uh, a decent life without a universal income that can uh, subsidize a class of people that are being pushed out of jobs mm -hmm. and the cost of uh, education skyrocketing at a continuous level to the point where even a bachelor's degree in most cases is only your first qualification for an internship. Or I mean, a PhD. <clears throat> I'm now finding yeah. this out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's crazy how, um, how, like one line of thinking from self-driving car can can bring us in that direction but i think if we start looking at it less of oh my god this is such a cool con uh, this is such a cool piece of technology for yeah. this individual uh car 
and we try to broaden our scope and think about what are the consequences of having uh, driverless cars, driverless buses all throughout the city. I mean, it could make driving and walking and biking through a city a much more pleasant experience, but who's going to be able to afford the bike if you can't, you know, if your your job as a bus driver is totally gone? That's true, but I guess the the argument from the other side is that it's also creating jobs on through the tech sector and and I understand that you would have to be more educated, right? What is the uh, or or you'd have to be educated in a different way, not necessarily more educated. Um, you you would have to be able to understand how the AI works and and how to monitor it, and they would need engineers and and people to to repair the cars and 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 make sure the camera systems are working and and also manufacture all these cars and what and whatnot and, and equip equip it with all of the the AI features. So. It's not necessary. It's I guess it's um more of a, a I was about to say I guess paradigm shift is is uh, it's I, a I always change. think of I always think of uh, Final, uh, Final, Final Fantasy 13. thirteen when I think of that word. But um, <laughs> fucking hate that game. <laughs> it's a good game, but only is it? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so it's it's really perhaps maybe we're it's because we're getting we could potentially be getting rid of some of these mainstay jobs that we have always had, right? There's always been the the freight truck driver position and and there's always been that bus driver job, right? But maybe we're shifting towards and it's going to be maybe not the most easy transition but maybe our society and the way humans work are going to we're going to have jobs as scientists and engineers more commonplace and that will become the blue collar job right or or whatever you want and and i personally see no problem in that as long as we help people in that transitional period right we can't just leave like you're saying the, if the bus driver has no job now and he's already 50, right? How is he supposed to adapt, right? That's that's the type of person that we have to help in this transitional period as opposed to, um, you know, someone coming out of college or, or someone deciding to go to college, right? right. And and to become a bus driver <laughs> as opposed to becoming yeah, a uh, be... Waymo engineer, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know pre-college I mean? decision yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i i do think that it's going to be vastly important for us to think about things like that as we move forward but i think we're still a ways away from it being largely adopted um but these con but like uh you know yes we are a ways away but we do need to prepare for it because it's definitely inevitable and the sooner we prepare for it, I think the easier it'll be to just accept that it's going to happen. Um, I'm, you know, I think we're both in positions where we would gladly, you know, just order a Waymo driver, what a Waymo driverless car to come pick us up and drive us to wherever we wanted to go. And if it costs less than a lift or something, that would be pretty cool. 
and and I would be totally down with that. But I totally understand the argument that you're putting forth that you know it's replacing a, a Lyft driver or whatever, and that person no longer has a job. So, like, and those know, guys, as, you, a lot of those people came out of cab drivers. Exactly. Uh, I just don't I, know how many cab driver, former cab drivers that I know that are now like Lyft and Uber drivers. So. Just in the same way they adapted that way, I hope that there are, there are programs in place to help them adapt for this coming future of Lyft, Waymo, Lyft cars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So it it is, that's the crazy thing about it. It just, the movement of how we transport ourselves is such a complicated topic now. <laughs> and it intersects i mean i guess humans have always been you know even throughout our evolution and history it's always been about movement of people and and traveling and and that's such a a mainstay and huge part of our lives every single day so it is it is a really huge topic to topic talk about and uh you know i hope i hope this sort of this conversation brought light to some ideas for some people to think about to do some more deeper research to do some deeper research um about waymo about tesla should you buy a tesla i i wanted to say the and i think we already said it i guess but the i think the reason why these teslas have been crashing is because people have been giving too much uh control to the tesla rather so i i say that it has to be one way or the other i don't think you can have this sort of in between where where people are just like oh let me flip on the autopilot right now and i guess the cars already have autopilot but but i mean um flip on the auto driving feature right now and just completely forget that i'm on the road um so and that's and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm going to take control of the car now. So I think it has to be 100% self-driving or or 100% human driving. I, d- I don't like the in-between personally. I understand that it can help for accessibility for some people, but I, I honestly think that perhaps those people should just go with a completely self-driving car to begin with uh, if, you know, when that technology is there. I understand that there are some accessibility things uh, for disabled people in whatever way that the Tesla could help out with. I like that, but I also think that it, there is a, there needs to be some sort of regulation with this stuff. It, it, it is a kind of the wild West out there when it comes to self-driving cars (laughs) right now. So I, it is scary, but, I think when the technology is there, we're all going to look back in this period and think, man, what were we doing? But Yvonne... Wow, I couldn't believe the conversation that we just had, Julian. Uh, And to make that transition smooth, I think that the thing I wish was automated for me, just like car driving, is definitely... uh, rehydrating my body after drinking holy moly did you <laughs> did you have a, a crazy night 
I, uh, in fact, had a, like a board game night where we, with two other couples, played some board games. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It was great, but you know what the trouble was is that we had Diplomatico Rum there. Oh, and so that... you finished a bottle of Diplomatico Rum last night. No, I had to drive, so I couldn't have done that. But um... Well, I'm not saying you. I'm saying the entire party. Clearly. It it was a third gun by the time there was like only two people drinking it. Um So it was uh it was pretty astounding the the rate of uh imbibement. But apparently the Elijah Craig that was there went even faster. So apparently people not me, but people at large prefer bourbon to diplomatical run. Are you incorrect? <laughs> are you hanging out with people who are from bourbon street perhaps <laughs> no Being i actually the- don't know where most of them are from. the the one couple i know one of them is from michigan the other one is from iowa okay. the other the other couple is from nebraska and x place don't well really that's know. that's something yeah that's cool well uh i'm glad you had a good time time yeah what uh what else some- did you get into Diplomatico and some Elijah Craig. That was, uh, I think, the twelve-year. I don't remember if that's a standard bottle or like a, the single, uh, the single barrel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I wouldn't. I think it's just the twelve-year. I always um, and mistake then... it for Elijah Wood. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great way. actor of our time. He is. He is. I like that guy. Really swell guy. I just uh, watched but, the Hot Ones with him. You ever watch Hot Ones? Uh, I've seen like moments from it mostly. I actually really like that show on YouTube. It's one of the few big things on YouTube that I really like to watch. Uh, mm. It's really entertaining. I would like to do... The other thing being us. Yes, of Obviously. course. We're the we're second two hot ones of course uh, <laughs> uh i would like to do a hot ones with you yvonne that would be pretty fun oh, i don't man. i don't know if we can actually handle it but i'd like to try <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> but i guess we could you don't like the idea i thought it would be fun no i just uh, my stomach is already um, ready to turn out some stuff. Just you know what thinking, I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, I know. Just thinking about it. <laughs> Anyways, what what were you about to say, Vaughn? What, what were you gonna? Uh, and today I'm gonna go see my movie. Oh, cool! It's done. Uh, yeah, it's it's out in theaters. It's oh, been shit. out since Thursday. Uh, it's called The Night House. Uh, it was the first movie I ever made, and it's back. It's in. It's in. Very cool. Everyone, go check out The Night House, sponsored by uh, Hungover Gaming. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, very cool movie. Go check it out. You going to give the, the people a brief synopsis of The Night uh, House? Woman's husband Who's in it? dies. Uh, Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall. Evan Yongaki. And Rachel and Goldenberg. Goldberg. I'm not in the film. <laughs> I'm in the, You're in the credits. I'm in the goddamn credits. That's important. That's fucking important. Uh, if I'm not, I'm going to be real upset. <laughs> Have you not seen the credits? 
No, I haven't seen, I've seen no, no oh, inch crazy. of this movie okay. other than the trailer. Nice. Well, that's exciting. Are you going to go to one of these old, uh, you know, sit down, have a nice meal, a nice beer type movie theaters? or I'm going, going to, to not theater? the eat movie theater. I'm going to regular movie theater. My, uh, my idea being absolutely a movie theater is a terrible place to go during the one of the most covid heavy epidemic portions of louisiana no it's particularly if everybody has their mask off to eat Uh uh-huh so although maybe if it qualifies as a restaurant everybody would have been required to have the vaccine but is that a is that a a um governmental federal mandate now uh so here in new orleans i don't remember who it was but the like Bars, gyms, restaurants can man uh, can or do mandate uh, proof of vaccine. Yeah, in in New York City, they just started doing that, and I I went to a restaurant with my mom um, on Monday, and they asked for our vaccination card, and I was like, "Whoa, I don't know if my mom knows what that is, so there's no way she has it on her." <laughs> so I we just sat outside. It was fine. They let us sit outside, I guess. So, uh, yeah. So I think New Orleans and New York City are like the main two places that are actually doing this. That's really random, considering you'd think it would be California, New York City, New York City, I guess first. Um, given they were the ones hit by COVID the most, and also, you know, usually lean towards a more liberal and democratic situation. <laughs> Uh, overall I, that's really cool that new orleans is doing that because i i want to end this pandemic so let's let's do it together guys uh sleeves up okay. nola yeah and uh i have been reading more of the way of kings uh it's pretty it's finally getting good julian the about uh 40 hours in that <laughs> is my kind <laughs> of book <laughs> it's like a jrpg it's yes. like oh, good. final fantasy 13 okay you're finally done with the tutorials yes. no tutorials are over 40 hours in we're done we've given you everything now have fun <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome i'm glad you uh stuck with it so long <laughs> there are some chapters where i'm like no <laughs> Please don't. Don't bring this story back. Oh, no. Oh, there's man. a second chapter? No. Anyway, there's like there's some really awful storylines. And uh, like there's one a girl named Shalon who's the ward of a very famous like academics type person. Mm-hmm. And she's there learning and she's literally explaining the philosophy that she's learning. And I'm like, Brandon Sanderson, I personally, on a one-on-one me-to-you level, don't care about your depiction of morality uh-huh. and philosophy. This has this bears no interest on me. I have a solidified approach to what my morality and philosophy is. And if I wanted to encourage debate on it, I wouldn't read your treatise on it. <laughs> nice. 
That is. So I got I got a little bored a few times, but yeah. (laughs) I'm back in it, baby. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta put put a book down, Vaughn. Sometimes you gotta put it down. Sometimes you gotta. This is why I have my Chinggis Han book, which I'm also reading through. Yeah, how's that one? That's great. I'm learning. I learned so much about him. He's such a fascinating character of history that I knew very little of in comparison to when I I thought I knew a lot about him. And I haven't even gotten to his wars, which I think I know actually a little bit more about. But I just learned about about his unification war and now starting to look to Manchuria. Sweet. That's exciting stuff. Oh, man. What an exciting, exciting time to be alive, Yvonne. Uh, 1200s, yeah. What about you? Me? Uh, I've got some bad news for everyone. I I actually got fired (laughs) from my job (laughs) in new drama. This is now a drama pod. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) I got fired. I was surprised, too um considering i didn't see it coming um it actually happened to be the same day i was gonna quit so i'm all <laughs> right with it but so I, I was i came in and my the owner of the store was there and he basically accused me of stealing a sandwich <laughs> dumbest thing we i I don't get free sandwiches at work with another thing i i would complain about but and we get 50 percent off sandwiches which is fine i made a sandwich on wednesday he's like i looked on the cams and you didn't pay for your sandwich and uh you're out of here i was like what is (laughs) okay (laughs) um and i was really flustered so basically on wednesday i made a sandwich for myself on, on my break and the register's right behind the sandwich station. And I look at it, and there was a line of people. We only have one register in the, show, in the store. It was a line of people, and I would end up having to wait to pay for my sandwich. So I was like, all right, I'll just pay for it um, when we close. And I just forgot to pay. <laughs> just a simple thing, because we have a million other things to do. I just happened to forget to pay for a six dollar sandwich and he fired me for that (laughs) so wow thanks a lot uh butcher shop (laughs) that was really exciting a really great way to spend my day yesterday just sulking i was like oh i've never been fired in my life uh typically uh an employer would probably take you if you did something wrong you know that they didn't like totally fine you know they would probably try to open a conversation with you about it and maybe take actions to correct it as opposed to just firing someone but particularly if it's not like a uh a six dollar repeated thing or or something like that just Uh, over a six dollar sandwich it's like pretty cool man you're wrestling with a lot of insecurities yourself buddy that guy i i have never particularly liked my boss but occasionally he would he would start growing on me because he would be nice to me sometimes but oh man so i i i applied to two jobs yesterday i if if anyone's got a job out there just tell me bad i'll do it 
<laughs> luckily shit. i have some money saved up so i'll be able to i'll be fine for a while but uh i would like to have a job it would be nice so <laughs> so i'm trying to get one uh i'm looking in the food science jobs or, or just any chemistry related job because those are my real qualifications in life um and i don't know if i can apply for a butcher job again because i'll probably be bad mouthed in the butcher circle if they ever ask my employer <laughs> my my past employer to say he stole from me i'm like oh yeah that's a surefire way to not get hired great cool uh so i don't i don't know if i can ever be a butcher again i don't know if i would ever want to be anyways but uh it sucks but i you know i i figure i should tell you yvonne you're someone who's important in my life god damn dude that's so unfair tell the podcast i'm sorry man something to talk about yeah i know but like i i was saying i i'm uh i was ready to move on anyways so this just sort of kick-started it (laughs) (laughs) For, sort of forced me to look for jobs now so I'm, I'm looking do you have any tips and tricks on looking for jobs Yvonne I know we're in completely different industries and have different lifestyles but yeah <laughs> I don't know uh, I, I this I is would... just a, a conversation for the podcast because I, I, I assume a lot of people are looking for jobs right now anyways so I thought uh, in terms of the food service, I'm not, uh, like I'm not looking stuff like that specifically a food service job, but I'm sure I could get one if I really wanted. I would say fucking hop onto a, a film catering crew if you can that for cool. a little bit, because they, I'm pretty sure the <laughs> caterers make uh, make some money, <laughs> and you can yeah you can get shit. Um, I'm not worried. I again, I'm not. I can last. A, couple months uh and they're in brooklyn i think okay Uh, so that actually might be an interesting route to go but uh in general uh i always rely on contacts and people that i know from from work and jobs and okay reach back out to the people who left if you're interested in being back in the butcher field but if you're looking into the food science field i'd check your um Check your connections on uh, social media that you're not on. So <laughs> sick, sick. I'll do that. Uh, what is other it? than that, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, that's uh, it. That's it, huh? Other than Just, that, yeah. Uh, the best way to get a job is through a connection, right? So yeah. yeah. Check out LinkedIn. Sometimes you can message people there. Uh, that's uh laura actually has been going through a lot of like job seeking uh Mm -hmm. trainings so she might actually have some good uh ideas about that better than me okay because i have never legitimately been hired a job for a job since like neither have i this is such a new experience to me and it probably a horrible time to do it for my first time (laughs) i've never had to actually really apply for a job i've been a student for the past 29 years and (laughs) then i became another student and then i uh i guess i i worked at that ramen shop for three months and uh i applied to that i don't i looked for that job and applied for it and then this butcher job i applied to but 
again, I'm not trying to find a, another job in the service industry. I think I don't know if that's really uh, what I want to do with my life right now. So I, I definitely want to do something with food, and I, I did it honestly just to to uh, get some sort of footing and experience in the the service industry. Um, so I could really, I think what I want to be is a food scientist in some way. So I'm, I'm really looking for those jobs. I found there's a place literally two blocks away. That's a beverage company called Virginia dare. Um, and they were hiring a food scientist that I seemed to fit all the qualifications for. So I, I applied to that. That would be so cool if they, uh, offered me a position or at least even contacted me back honestly <laughs> but i mean i applied for that yesterday so i'm not too worried about it yet but and then i, also, I would say uh, a no, good sorry. way to to incur like <coughs> i don't know particularly on linkedin is like uh if you interact with people's posts yeah that will boost your even if you like just one thing that they did it will boost your application versus other people's applications like a tremendous amount. Okay. So I know if like stopping by the shop or finding them on social media and reaching out to them that way is like, hey, really love what your company is doing. Reach out uh, uh, to be a food scientist looking looking to get back in that food <laughs> science game. Uh, I don't know. I've I've always found the power of like. People feel when they're people feel are meant to feel special, like they're wanted, yeah. and they're they're going to pay more attention. So that's that's my basic guideline. All right, I'll I'll, I mean they're so close, and it's not like I do anything. It's not like I have anything else to do right now. So maybe I'll stop by, with my resume in hand, <laughs> and actually. Talk yeah, you could just ask the guys who are there and be like, hey, what's it like working for this company? Different. Yeah, I I don't so. even know though. I mean it. It's, I'm not sure if they actually have a like a public area in which I could even walk into, so I, I would have to I have to scope it out. It seems like a factory, so I don't even know if I can just walk in. But I'll I'll try You're just gonna, like a thief scope out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get hired. Do you all have he breaks into a the bathroom? <laughs> I just wanted a job. <laughs> uh, yeah, but aside from getting fired. Um, Jesus or fired <laughs> hired that'd be great um I hope everyone out there who's looking for a job finds one I know this is a really shitty time in human history especially for people trying to find jobs um I also watched the new Evangelion movie on Amazon Shit, Prime. I did not do that <laughs> something that no one who hasn't watched Evangelion should ever do is just jump into this movie. Okay, so I'm gonna put it put a full stop there. If you haven't watched twenty six episodes of anime, two movies after that, and then three so five movies there are twenty six episodes in anime and five movies before this movie. And there's a there was a ten year gap, I think between the last movie and this movie uh for whatever reason and uh there's also i think a 14 year gap or 14 year time jump in the movie so that's cool i guess but this movie does not much in the way of explaining anything that's happening in the show but it gives you a a half uh an ending that 
somehow feels justified and explained. I don't know how to explain that, really. I do see the cat on the pod. Make sure you watch the YouTube video to see Yvonne's cat, who is uh, chasing its tail right now, and then licking its tail. Great. Uh, <laughs> that's what a cat would do. Just immediately you forget what you're doing. <laughs> immediately forget what it's doing, and then do something else, and then start freaking out. <laughs> but this movie... um. I have to criticize because I'm such a longtime fan of this this show, and part of what I really liked about the show is the original anime is is uh, that it was all hand animated and and really well. I thought the visuals of the show were absolutely one of the standouts of the show, and this this anime. I don't know if you've seen like a recent anime movie aside from a Studio Ghibli, Ghibli movie. I, I don't know. Uh, probably a Gundam was the last one. Right. It it there's a certain like I and I I do like this aspect. Like there's a certain look to to either how it's colored or or how how it's drawn or or whatever it is like it it looks really different from say an anime tv show from the 90s uh it looks markedly different and there's i I don't really know how to explain it uh i guess maybe it's the resolution maybe that's it uh or or it's like the artistic style there's there must be like uh or maybe it's a there's like some sort of common animation program that a lot of these studios are using. Um, and everything looks, all the actual animated parts look really nice and, and, uh, and drawn and, and colored and, and beautiful. But then they start throwing in all this fucking 3d shit. Like half <laughs> of the movie is CG and I hated it. I, I honestly hated it. It looked really bad. They made all the Ava's fucking 3d cg bullshit which is gonna look horrible in in like probably it looks horrible now in my opinion so (laughs) if it's gonna look bad in 10 years you bet your bottom dollar but the fucking tv show still looks really good the anime i think looks better than this movie um so i was really kind of mad about that that they chose to do i i would assume it's cheaper in a way i'm not so sure on it must be cheaper than hand hand drawn animation for the scale that they were trying to do of the battles, but um, or or maybe easier rather. I don't know if it's necessarily cheaper, but I think it's it looked. I thought it looked bad half of it, but they there is a lot of you know character development and and whatever that you would expect from the final movie in the series, and you learn a lot about shinji's dad which apparently the whole show was about i guess in a way <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> the entire show which doesn't all right it's a it's a whole nonsense about human emotion and whatever it's like get it, just do the robot fights but then the robot fights don't even look good anymore so i i, I guess i they gave some sort of like uh, ending to the characters and and whatever and and I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who wants to watch the movie or is really excited to watch it but you can watch it on Amazon Prime which is cool 
And then they finally announced that they're gonna have the they're gonna release the Blu-ray for for the show, the original show and the first two movies, which I've been waiting for forever. I I have I've just found my DVDs of the show uh, and the two movies, which I'm super excited about. I get to watch it again, uh, not through Netflix, which totally ruined it. No offense. Yes, offense to Netflix. Stop ruining anime. I'm fucking pissed. Um, but this Blu-ray is supposed to have the original Japanese um, uh, dub and and uh, I think the English dub as well. And it's up-res. But they're only making fucking 5,000 copies of it. How the hell am I supposed to get this? <laughs> Why? Just make a lot of them and just sell them. <laughs> Ah, I'm like yeah. I'm. Ju- I'm such a big fan of the show. I just want to buy it, I so I can have it, and it's gonna be like three hundred dollars. Like, oh my god, this is too much. Uh, so I'm gonna try my hardest to get it, and I guess never open it because it's so limited run. <laughs> so pissed off. Anyways, Yvonne, that's <laughs> I. I've been playing a lot of Demon Souls as well. I love that game. <laughs> And I'm stuck on a boss. And the bosses finally got hard. I'm excited. And then nice. Uh, fucking after that, not much else in my life. Got fired. Excited about Evangelion. <laughs> oh my god. Demon Souls is cool. Hire me or sponsor this podcast, please, so we can start making some money. That would be cool. I've been looking into changing, going through our back catalog and changing titles and and thumbnails uh apparently that will get us more views so maybe that could be a thing that would be cool yvonne what are we doing still podcasting am i right (laughs) let's just end (laughs) this podcast now and i hope everyone has a great day and a great week ahead of them because this podcast comes out on mondays so everyone have a good one we'll catch you guys next week Bye-bye. Bye.